0: You are listening to the Husker Performance Podcast, presented by Midwest Dairy and your local farm families. Here is your host, Jessica Cootie. Welcome into the Husker Performance Podcast, presented by Midwest Dairy. Your local farm families want to help you reset yourself with dairy, and this season we will discuss a variety of topics to help you do this. And today, excited to launch this thing with two very special guests. We've got someone you're very familiar with, the director of performance nutrition, Dave Ellis, and then the head of football, strength and conditioning coach, Zach Duval. And it's a busy time for you guys. You're about to wrap up summer. So I guess, how's the summer going for both of you? Who, who's up first?
1: <laughs> We're both feeling it. Uh-huh. <laughs> we got about a week left. And um, you know, about the time we heal up from it, it'll be time for camp, which is yet another beatdown.
0: What about for you, Zach, because this is such an important time for a football team and setting your, your team up for a season. How have you liked the way that this team has approached this summer?
2: Yeah, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been really good. Uh, we have a lot of new additions uh, onto the team, both coaching-wise and player-wise, and um, a bunch of uh, portal guys and transfers, and uh, it, they've kind of melded together pretty well. Uh, so, we have some really good leadership uh, that has kind of taken the reins and, you know, driven this thing home. So,
0: I think people, that's a lot of questions that we get a lot is, is who's emerging into that leadership role? That being that so many leaders left last season, who have you seen kind of emerge as some of the leaders in that weight room?
2: Yeah, for sure it's Garrett Nelson, mm-hmm. uh, Travis Vokalek, um, Ty Robinson. So, those. Those those would be the main guys that were, you know, have history here, and then, you know, Casey uh, has come in and, you know, kind of worked through the transferring issue, um, joining a new team, and you know, figuring everyone out and you know the structure of who is and how they are, and he, he's done a great job there as well. So
1: I, I would add O'Shan Mathis. Yeah. Yep. He's he's a quiet but yep. boy is he serious.
2: Yeah.
0: What's the vibe been like? Because you see them a lot in the training table, mm-hmm. and I know you guys have had workouts on the field with coaches and stuff too this this summer, but when they come in the training table, what's the vibe been like with this team?
1: They're hanging out together. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're buddies. And that's that's an evolution mm-hmm. um, from what we started with here four years ago, that they're, they're tighter. They've all paid a heavy price along the way. There's a lot of bonds built. And um, – I, f- I feel good that they'll have each other's backs, don't you think?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely a, a tight group. Um, you know, a team grows through suffering together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get to add the suffer, and they get to endure, and that's where bonds are formed. You know, so they've done a great job of attacking everything that we've put ahead of them um, with great attitudes. You know, good work ethic. So that's a necessity around here that you don't get a pat on the back for that that's that's just doing your job but um, they've done it with a lot of uh, intensity which is really good to see uh, anything we throw at them they, they just attack it and it's the amount of stuff that they're required to do and you know the optional stuff they can do in the meetings and the film uh, it, it adds up you know and You could see a less mature team kind of checking out of that, but they've done a great job with the Unity Council and holding guys accountable and adding some walk uh, to the talk.
0: I know you guys work closely together when you attack a summer plan. So once spring ball ends and then these guys come back for the summer, how do you go about developing a game plan for what – for an entire football team because I know everybody is tailored to everybody differently. So how do you guys work together in developing, hey, this is what we need to do for this guy and this guy and that guy? What, what does that process look like for, for you guys? Dave, you can start. It's kind of like
1: <laughs> when we're in recruiting, and you know, when we're sizing a, a prospective athlete up and, and looking at their frames and if they're maturing for the larger and whether their muscle and fat mass are tracking in the right direction. Zach and the staff on the strength side will get an update on all that and then can pull together some individual wise priorities for the athlete um, based on their goals and i think these guys go to school on what happened a year ago right and what could be improved that's the way sports works right not make the same mistakes you made the year before and you don't always see them coming right schedule's crazy
2: yeah uh for for me it starts you know during spring ball so i'll I'll actually sit through all the meetings, the film uh, reviews with the groups and sit through the meetings with the coaches and kind of take note on what they're seeing, who needs to be improved in what area um, and then taking that information along with the body comps and all that stuff. Who, Who needs to get faster? Okay, how do we get them faster? Is this a weight issue? Is it a muscle issue? Is it a conditioning issue? Um, this guy needs to be able to change direction faster, you know. So we, you can you can get a lot of information from listening to the coaches talk and uh, correct the players. So we spend a lot of time in the meeting rooms. And from that, we get a pretty good blueprint uh, of what we need to do the next phase. Um, so Dave and I will sit down, and, you know, Dave will attack it from – you know the nutrition side, uh, fueling, and recovery, and then body comp. So that that's that's huge for me. Is is what Dave does initially with the athletes. It gives me a year by year blueprint of what I can build, mm-hmm. and then you test it during spring ball to see if what you built held up. If it, you know corners on rails the way you want it to, if it decelerates the way you need it to, if it needs to fire off quicker, um, you know, and then we can go back to the drawing board after we see how it worked uh, and tweak it and get into the next phase. Uh, so we're actually finishing up uh, the summer conditioning, which is eight weeks of a lot of work. So, uh, and then the process starts again. So
1: yeah and if and if somebody doesn't progress, that's the other part of the thing' just to untangle what the rate limiting issues were if it's not explainable with injury or illness, then there may be something else going on, and we're probably going to be the first ones to know yeah you guys yeah.
0: both have been are known in your fields to be on the cutting edge of new and working with the technology and all of that. And so I guess how has that evolved for you? And how important is that what his technology does for what you do and, and staying on, on the forefront of that for Nebraska?
2: Yeah. So I I learned under under the best of the best, uh, Boyd Epley and Mike Arthur. And uh, when I came in, you know, my first day, Dave was already here. Um, I won't tell the story. Um, <laughs> But uh, there's a lot of people that cycle through, you Mm -hmm. know, and some stick it out, others don't. Uh, So early I learned how important Dave's role was. Um, And for me, it it really made sense. Um, My job is to tear them down, Uh, you know, in in a really finite matter. My job is to make them bleed. Dave's job is to build them back up. Right now, there's some other things that do that, but the fuel is very important. So, if you know, we compare these the wide receivers, the DBs to like a Ferrari or a, a Bugatti, if you want to race that thing the way it should, you better have the right fuel. So, Dave does a great job with that, um, and that I, I learned that pretty early. Uh, I had one stop after I left the university where um, flew Dave out Dave did all the nutritional work and the frame measurements and stuff for us and Dave was pretty instrumental in finding a guy that they recruited at a smaller position and Dave said yeah this is, this is not that this is someone who can put on 70 pounds more muscle and be faster and more powerful mm-hmm. you know so we took that information to the coaches and you know uh Khalil Mack came out of that a uh, guy starting at 215 and ended at 270 his wow. body fat was 15% down to 7 you know and his vert went from 33.5 to 42 so that that's just a good example of you know relying on the relationships you see and bringing them out wherever you were now we both ended up back where we started which is <laughs> yeah. pretty awesome yeah. but what Dave does is uh, there's there's no second place to what he does. So seeing that and seeing the results from that year after year, that's pretty important, you know. So we've added a couple other things, you know, some trade craft there that the NAPL does a great job of helping us with, you know, measuring what is the work that they're doing. Let let's quantify. The work that they're doing Mm -hmm. okay so now we know exactly um, what you did Um, what we don't know and what we've kind of worked through and is what was the cost of business for the work you did and that's that's what really matters and it's it's both immediate and you know three days later you know so the information that we're collecting in the NAPL is really helping us with that in different facets of uh, the human body is really awesome. And it allows us to maximize the player's potential and make the play when they need to. So pretty cool. It's
1: and awesome. I, would, I would tell you, we're going to do Dexas next week to see how summer data came out. It's going to be great. I can tell from weighing the athletes all summer and seeing how they're progressing Uh, We're going to finish up recovered just about the right amount of time to go into camp fresh and ready to go.
0: When you decided to come back here, how important was it that you already had a relationship with Zach and you guys went so far back and you knew that that working relationship would work?
1: Well, that's the reason I came back. I mean, at the end of the day, um, I was flying in to start doing some consulting like we had always done wherever Zach had been. And, you know, it was still home to me in my heart. And I've talked to you about the IOUs that I have for this program that we all do for the success that we had under Coach Osborne. And so, you know, when they talked to me about an opportunity, even though it wasn't top of mind when I came in, um, it wasn't a tough decision, you know, to be able to work with somebody where the ramp-up energy was zero, right? It was like we had been working everywhere Zach had been.
0: Zach for you how did you get into I know your dad was a football coach but how did you get into the strength and conditioning side of it what drew you to that part of football
2: yeah so I can remember the day um, all the rest of the coaches kids were up on the coaching floor and I was really young and I wandered down and I saw the weight room and these big huge creatures throwing around a lot of weight uh, you know muscle everywhere and I knew right there and then that's what I wanted to do you know so Boyd uh, pulled me in uh, gave me a workout book I was too young for any of it at that (laughs) point but gave me a workout book and a weightlifting belt and that's that's I knew exactly what I wanted to do mm. went to my high high school counselor said this is the degree I need so I don't need to take these classes I need to take these classes went to uh the university here took all those classes and worked uh, you know with Boyd and and, and Dave and uh, it's all I've ever done wow. um, but never been to work uh don't know what work is you know <laughs> I get to hang out with these uh Young kids and stay up to date on uh, hip hop culture and the latest fads here and there. It's, uh, it's Abbrevii- the best abbreviations. Yeah, there you go. Abbreviations. Yeah, it's it's the best. Uh, it's the best in the world because of the athletes. Right. It's 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 not a job. So,
0: just in my year that I've been here, a lot of recruits will come through here, and and a lot of them bring you guys' name both up when they talk about their decision to want to come here. You know, meeting with. Dave and, and what Dave can do in the nutrition side of it and, and what Zach can do in the weight room so can you talk to me a little bit about your your approach to when a recruit comes in here and and what your cell is to them and, and how you guys have been able to appeal to them and, and be a big factor to their decision to come here yeah Dave
1: or? well it works out pretty well you know in the perfect world I get a shot at him first so I can then pass along some key learnings to Zach on what I discover on uh, the evaluation process with the athlete, typically on their frame, an estimation on their body composition, and you know along the way, the athlete and the family will make disclosures to us that um, you know on food preferences, allergy issues, um, injury history, you name it. That then Zach and and I can both go to school on, and medicine can go to school on, on helping design something. It's really going to help these athletes to where maybe they didn't see it that holistically every everywhere else they went
2: yeah it, it it's it's quite the deal and the the feedback kind of verifies that um i would expect it to because it's it's really thorough and that's kind of how we we've, we've always done it uh, attacking it from a high performance you know collaboration viewpoint you know so For me to give accurate information um, and not guess, uh, I I don't like guessing. Um, I need what Dave has uh, with the athlete. So he gives me the blueprint, and then I can talk from an educated standpoint of, this is exactly what we're going to do with you. I'm not going to guess on this. Now, there are some things that we don't know yet uh, that will you know indicate how many days a week you can train or how much recovery you need so we don't have that yet you know we we get that when they get here but Dave gives me something to expand upon and build on so without that it's it's just a dog and a pony show mm-hmm. with what Dave does it's exactly what's going to happen uh, and it's 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 really awesome to see not only the athlete but the parents mm-hmm. you know they they can sniff out things that probably don't seem right uh, pretty quickly um and they see a pretty pretty organized uh deal here
0: it probably so, speaks volumes mm-hmm. that you guys take the time to be able to give hey and it's not just a blanket overall this is what we can do for you mm-hmm. for every given recruit but you can tailor it and specialize it to each individual guy, is that kind of what you guys are saying? That you can mm-hmm. kind of give, tell this potential recruit, "Hey, this is what we can do for you, you specifically, not just anybody that walks through this door."
1: For sure, it's authentic. Mm-hmm. They don't see it everywhere else. They it sticks out. Probably at the end of the day, when they're evaluating all their stops, that this is a safe destination where the welfare of the young athlete. Is going to be managed in a very specific manner, unique to their needs, and that's great. You know, I mean, I think at the end of the recruiting process, their minds are all spinning (laughs) with what they saw and where they saw it, and so you got to have a a good enough, authentic enough approach to Mm -hmm. where it does stick out and they remember it.
0: Late night studying, intense practice, cramming for that big test—take a moment to reset yourself with Dairy. Dairy foods like milk and yogurt allow you to stay in the game with immunity-boosting nutrients like vitamin A, vitamin D, zinc, and protein to keep you fueled without the crash. Trusted by athletes and supported by science. So uh, another thing, too, that I know we've talked about, Dave, but for you, Zach, I've seen a lot of talk about it's important for you to build relationships with these guys. How do you balance that? Because you do kind of have to be the hard butt in the weight room and get on them and and push them and break them down a little bit but then also balance building that relationship where they do trust you in that way how does that process work for you
2: yeah um i've i've always uh subscribed to the honey not smoke um you know so i get, you can get a lot more from them by developing a good relationship um Times have changed a little bit, um, you know people have changed, so you know you look at at the nineties and kind of what that was and who those athletes were and who we have today it's it looks a little different um, so investing my life into the player's life uh, is very important so if you if you put that much time you know into the players the athletes the recruits lives and the parents lives coming in you know saying i'm not over you i'm shoulder to shoulder with you in the trenches so i'm going to get you to do things that you would have never contemplated and there will be days where you wonder if you made the right decision but the relationship will win out every time Um, you're going to know not by my talk, but by my action that you can do what I'm asking you to do, you know, and, uh, that I think that's always the way to approach people. You know, I talk is cheap. Uh, a lot of people talk, right? Uh, it's actions that matter, you know, and then the other thing that we hit, you know, right away is, you know, my job is to love and respect you, um, and I'm gonna do that right from the get-go. You know, there's, there's no buy-in with me. Uh, you automatically get my respect and my love. That being said, the unlovely part of love to some people is the accountability. Mm-hmm. So if I really love you, if I'm really, you know, investing my life in yours, I'm not gonna let you do the wrong thing,
1: mm-hmm. you know?
2: So there will be accountability. Uh, not for my interest but for your interest mm-hmm. and you can just see their them light up you know i i i don't i don't know any any young people that don't want accountability uh i just i i haven't run into it uh, from my kids myself to everyone i've worked with in the last 23 years so it, it's a really good deal and uh, it pays off and it really pays off 20 years later when you know you get an invite to a wedding or
1: mm-hmm. you
2: know that that's that's when they really understand you know but those relationships are for life and it's it's quite the quite the opportunity for us
0: and I know it's important for what you do too how do you go about figuring out okay which guy's I can push a little bit and which guys I got to maybe put the shoulder around uh, because I know you have to stay after some of them. Hey, you've got to eat today or, hey, this is what we got to do. So how do you go about developing your relationships, Dave?
1: Well, you know, I think we're all, when they get here, there's a process the first year to figure out who they are Mm -hmm. and what their threshold is for accountability. Mm -hmm. Not everybody's got that same threshold the day they walk in the door. And it's a a cruel of over time – being able to handle more work and more accountability that ultimately yields the product on the field that we're after and ultimately manifests leaders. And so, you know, there are some that just take longer. You know, they they come by it honest and they didn't have it growing up. And then there's the kid that grew up with a lot of structure, maybe working on a farm or something and a long, hard day and accountability is just part of the deal, right? And it's six, seven day a week grind out there. So we have kids um, that we have to sort all that out, right? And you can't push everybody through the same funnel. And you have to be able to work with those individuals. But I will tell you what's common to everybody is that when they know you're working shoulder to shoulder with them for their welfare of what it is that they're after, performance on and off the field, then no matter how much they don't like accountability, they do come around. They do Mm -hmm. start to warm up and realize you really got my best interest at heart. Thanks for the kick in the shins when I needed it, right? Yeah.
0: So, And on that note, mm-hmm. um, I also – Mike Dawson had had a quote talking about you about how you implement some of the technique that the coaches do into the weight room. And yeah. I know you've talked about working with the coaches and, and finding out what
2: yeah. players
0: need, too. Can you take us through that and, yeah. and how you implement that in the weight room, too?
2: Yeah, so that that's probably one of the – the best parts of sitting through coaches meetings so you can glean so much from just listening to the coach Mm -hmm. their technique which usually corresponds with proper biomechanics in lifting and playing football so you know the way mike does it is he looks at what we're doing in the weight room and that's the that's the verbiage so if the strength coach and the coach don't have the same language y- you got some breakdown there mm-hmm. so i've worked with mike before via the d-line uh, he's been at some other positions but uh it's it's great it's like speaking the same language and you know his technique is our lingo in the weight room mm-hmm. so uh, yes we 're lifting weights. Um, I know everyone thinks we only lift heavy every day, which is incorrect. Um, <laughs> that was a comment I got the other day uh, but it 's always driven around what does the position coach need from the athlete what What are they looking for, and then we can build that you know so being on the same page, speaking the same language that 's important so instant transfer there it, it was it's just like me working with dave and having a history same history with coach dawson
0: so you didn't have that history with coach rayola you're getting to know him now so what's that been like and what so, he wants out of his offensive lineman
2: so i i would disagree i i think it's the same okay um he's a true o-lineman uh-huh. uh he comes from a big time o-line family yeah um, so we speak the same, you speak language. The same I, language, I'm really fired up about him, um, what he brings to the table, uh, the intensity, the accountability, and the transferring or the understanding of the weight room to playing O-line, so it's, it's really good and I'm looking forward to it.
0: I can tell on your face, you're, you're a little bit giddy about that. I am, I am, yep. <laughs> uh, What's it been like for you Dave getting to know these new coaches and uh, working with them?
1: First thing I noticed was, um, in case of Coach Riola, made him uh, move as a group. They come out of the locker room into the weight room to weigh in as a group. They are all dressed the same. Mm-hmm. They're ahead of time. Um, he just brought a, a little higher level of accountability and expectations have gone up. And so, you know, I think they're probably in um, you know, had to, they had to learn about what his expectations were, and they've all conformed, and they're drinking from the well, and they're believers, and I expect really good things here.
0: What about Coach White and Coach Joseph and uh, those guys?
1: Yeah, well, you know, same thing. You know, I think anytime you get new coaches, everybody's starting over. Mm-hmm. Every, nobody, you know, everybody was on equal ground, and it was a new opportunity for anybody that had struggled before. And there was no entitlement with people that had succeeded before all these new coaches come in and create a little urgency, which is a great thing. There's nothing wrong with that, and we've seen it with every one of them.
0: What about Bill Bush? That guy is a character, and you guys obviously probably knew him Back when he was here the first time, and he told us all kinds of crazy stories. So, what's your take on him being back on the staff? And we've seen the impact he's done recruiting, and just um, you know, just the energy he brings. It just it seems like it's really added a, a lot as well. You guys, are, <laughs> you're kind of laughing. You, I mean, well, we know
1: him. We've yeah. known him mm-hmm. forever. He was at Wisconsin when I was up there years ago, um, and we go back before that. So, um, you know, there's three sides of this game. Offense, defense, special teams. You better treat every one of them like they're equally important. And Bill brings that kind of urgency to the table on special teams. I'm really excited.
2: Yeah, and very, very Mm detail-oriented. So, uh, we see that as being something that's a lot different as far as how he approaches everything he does. So, uh, I sit through those meetings, the special teams meetings, and – You know, it's a a work in progress, but uh, pretty confident in him. Um, Great recruiter, Mm -hmm. uh, knows how to talk to people, um, can relate to people. um, So we'll see.
0: We will see. Yep. I just got a couple more for you guys just outside this window here. You might be able to hear a little bit of the construction going on as you're listening to this. This facility is just really shooting up and making progress every single day. I know both your areas are a huge part of what's being implemented. So, Zach, first of all, for you, and that was a big need for this program is to have more space. How excited are you about this thing getting closer and closer to being done?
2: Yeah, I can't wait. I'm fired up. Um, it's... Kind of my last great Magnus opus.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, we're. I'm, I'm really excited. Um, and it, it's kind of the Nebraska way. You know, we we really pride ourselves on the walk-ons, and um, you need more space to be able to do that. Uh, two years ago, eight walk-ons are in scholarships, and they're playing and. You know, that, that is Nebraska tough. Um, we see that every day. Um, you know, the commitment that, you know, both Coach Frost and Trev have to preserving that and rewarding that and driving that history of Nebraska, that's really important. But that, that drives a larger space, um, you know, so that we're pretty fired up about. There's times throughout the year where we need massive amounts of space in short periods of time. Uh, You just, you lack time. Uh, So, this new weight room will allow us to do that. Um, It will allow us to put all of the performance heads under the same roof, uh, which, you know, Dave's office is right next to mine. uh, And that makes sense. Um, So, we're adding a couple other people in the same room because that's where everything happens um, you know so the NAPL will be very instrumental in that uh, sports psych and med you know it'll just it'll be great um, but there's a lot of stuff that we're putting into this new weight room that's specific to what Boyd Epley started a long time ago you know so there's there's been a lot of beta versions of both software and hardware and Uh, ramping all that up and taking the vision you know that he kind of developed both of us under and you know bring it to fruition Uh, so this is it'll have all the bells and whistles and uh, not only tearing them down but building them up you know and making it home
0: so did you? You didn't have to do a bunch of research, and you kind of already had a, a plan of what you felt like this program needed in a weight room.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I've this kind of been my third weight room design. Um, worked in Colorado for a while, so we've got to spend a lot of time at the at the training center there, and what they were doing. Wyoming came with its own hurdles and high altitude, so we created a high altitude. Um, training facility there where we could actually bring them down to sea level while they trained you know so did a lot of work there Um, and then UCF uh, same thing you know and now here and it's it's been a a labor of love and you know we're we're excited to see it through and um, Dave's been with me every step of every design which is really awesome so there's, like you said, there's no ramp up. It's just, this is what it is, let's go.
0: And Dave, for those that might not have heard when we've talked about it before, can you take us through what, you, mm. what was important to you when you were designing the training table? And uh and more space is, is key, but what you were looking for when you were designing the, the new training table in this facility?
1: Well, we, um, short on seating, we've cobbled some things into place in the current training table that weren't there by design. Um, So we're really fixing, just functionally, a lot of the stuff that we've evolved into the current space that is functioning, but yeah, you know, you can tell we cobbled it in. And so that'll all be there by design uh, with plenty of space and time is an issue even for feeding. We need to expedite the food as quickly as possible and yet give them creative outlets to do something that doesn't make them go crazy over three, four, five years while they're around here from a variety standpoint. This new facility will do all that. And most importantly, there will be health professionals around them when they're selecting their food, Dietitians, dietitians in training, which is totally unique. You know, like uh, most places, people putting the food in the buffet got nothing to do with dietetics from a background. Everybody around our athletes, when they come in to select their food, knows their goals and is capable of steering them and answering a question that's unreplicable, and we'll have more of that, of course, going into the new facility. And Zach and I'll have a, a, a good year of getting everything worked out once we get in there. Everybody in that new facility will—it'll take a year to settle in there—and um, but it will have an immediate impact on performance and recruiting. You can be sure.
0: Zach, you a stir fry guy, a pizza oven guy? When you go to the training table,
2: I'm a meat and potatoes guy, <laughs> uh, medium rare. So, yeah.
0: Uh, I know there's gonna be a lot of uh secrets that we can't give away, but is there one thing that you can point to that you're most excited to about the new weight room, or is it one thing you can't tell you can't tell us
2: <laughs> uh, it, it'd be It'd be five things I'm fired up about um, and five I can't tell <laughs> so, hey
0: we'll uh, we'll let you keep that yeah. that advantage there um just last thing, I guess as you put the ball in summer and you head into fall camp. How do you guys both feel about where this team is at before you move into the next phase into fall camp?
2: I, I feel really um, really good. The players um, you know have accepted and furthered the culture uh, of you know what winning looks like, what it takes to win, what it takes to finish something off. Um, you know that that's been a big deal for us is you know the ES let's attack it a desire to excel with no fear of failure but finish finish it off you know so um, we we've seen a lot of maturation you know in that area as far as you know strength and conditioning uh very fired up about that um, The the players just work uh, heads down and work doesn't matter what we put in front of them it's they just attack it and that's you know that has a lot to do with relationships and trust you know and then on the field it's the same thing you know and that, that was part of gaining some new coaches and what they expect you know with running and you know the offense that's being ran and what that means for the defense, and you know what we have to do, you know, via the NAPL, from collecting data and coming up with, this is what the game looks like. This is what practice looks like on a Tuesday to get to the game. So there, there's a lot that goes into it, uh, but at the end of the day, these, these young men have done a great job of showing up, you know with their lunch pail in hand and just getting to work you know not a lot of talk just work and accountability so yeah
0: and Dave for your part of it where the whether it be a player gain or lose or trim up whatever it might be overall as a group how do you feel about where this progress came or went over the summer
1: what's going well and I think something that um, should be mentioned is that the Unity Council, the Player Leadership Council, I think is exerting um, a great deal of influence, which is good because when we had a lot of success, um, there was great leadership, of course, from the coaches and Coach Osborne. Um, But at the end of the day, when they shut the door and they hold themselves accountable, and there are guys that are vocal enough to stand in there and play that role, um, that's when the thing really gets on track. And so I'm sensing a lot of that. A lot of improvement there. I've seen it on the accountability front. When we do have a problem, they seem to take care of it. And so yeah. that's an, that's a that's a big evolution. That's yeah. a big corner to turn.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Increasing toughness is doing the right thing consistently. So that's that's really what it is, you know. So no matter what is in front of you, being accountable to it, not only doing it, but doing it with great intensity. And, you know, we've seen a major uptick in that, Mm -hmm. player-led, you know, player-empowered, player-led. And that's exactly where it needs to come from. It it need not be a motivational speech Mm -hmm. every day by a coach. That needs to come from the players because they're the one out on the field doing the job. So, our job is to support those player leaders, uh, give them what they need in backing, uh, and affirm them in their roles. And we've we've seen that, and we've done that.
0: Has it been surprising, being that there is a mix of so many new guys and guys coming back? I mean, it seems like from from what you're saying is that this it's meshed well, which yes. doesn't always no. happen when you when that is the case.
2: No, I I, I was. I was wondering myself how it was gonna go Mm -hmm. Um, you get guys from all over the country different year different maturation levels and they're thrown into an existing deal that needs to improve Um, I was wondering the same thing Uh, but you got some, you know, I would say O'Shawn is a great example. Uh, very squared away, very mature, carries himself with a lot of confidence, a lot of pride. Um, and he works very well with Garrett Nelson, who's been here, who's the voice and who's the action. You got O'Shawn backing him up and it's it's, it's pretty impressive. So, you know, and I think that's a tribute to the players who have watched you know probably taken some notes on yeah that was good no we need to get better in these areas and they've increased you know their expectations and their execution of those expectations
0: anything to add to that dave
1: well yeah um motivational sound bites are nothing without accountability and so the fact that they're taking this into their own hands to the degree that we've witnessed um is characteristic of everything that's ever worked here at the highest level. So I'm very anxious to see that carry forward through camp, into the locker room on game day. At halftime, when we're in a pinch on the sidelines late in the game, there's just a lot that the coaches can't say that comes naturally out of these athletes as leaders that in the moment will be the difference, I can promise you.
0: Well, Dave Ellis, Zach Ball, mm-hmm. appreciate your time. Fascinating conversation. I could keep asking you questions, mm-hmm. but I know you guys got a lot on your plate. So appreciate your time. I know Husker fans will really, really appreciate hearing your perspective and such an important part of, of what these athletes do come fall camp.
1: Thank you.
2: Go Big Red.
0: Yeah. Love it. Love it. Thanks so much for listening to the Huskers Performance Podcast presented by Midwest Dairy. Much more headed your way, so make sure you subscribe and like wherever you listen.